Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of True Crime and Cocktails Unsolved Mysteries Edition. I am Lauren Ash. How are you? I'm so glad you're here with us. A couple of quick pieces of business before we dive into the episode that I need you to know about. First things first, we recorded this before the show had an official title. So if you hear us not refer to ourselves as True Crime and Cocktails, that's why. It's really that simple an answer. The other thing to remember is that Christy, my beloved co-host, often has visuals in each episode. So make sure to check out our Instagram page at True Crime and Cocktails, where we always post anything visual that she mentions in the episodes. So there'll be photos, maps, video clips. It's all there. It's your own copy of our case file. You can also view the full unedited Zoom episodes of the show on our website, truecrimeandcocktails.com. Keep in mind, we're in our PJs in the dark in those, so that's what you're signing up for. Uh, But that's all I have for you. I hope you enjoy the show. Pour a drink, put on your PJs, and get ready for Missing Witness. Everybody, welcome back to another mystery hour. I don't even know. We have to like think about the nicknames of the things that we're doing. For example, our matching t-shirts that say we are not detectives. Again, we got these before this even existed, which just feels right. Uh, as always, I am your host, Lauren Ash, and of course, my co-host, Christy Oxborough. Christy, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm just happy to be here, you know? What, what you drinking tonight? It was such a home run for me last time. I stuck with a pombe. You know, I don't know if you can get them down here because oh. I love a pombe, especially in the summer. So for the Americans who are listening, I'm not sure maybe it's just regional or not, but I am very jealous. I'm going to say that much. Well, I also have the frozen ones in the freezer. Oh. So it's like yeah. it's it's like a dirty Slurpee, if you can call it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was my nickname that. in high school. <laughs> See you later. Hey Good yo. night. Hey yo. Uh, the dirty slurpee. Yeah, it does yeah, sound like it, a weird sex move, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it absolutely does, and I kind of regretted it the second it came out. But uh, you're just a, you're just creating things. You're yeah. a renegade. I can't I can't be stopped. I wouldn't want to stop you. Right. Uh, what am I drinking? You may ask. Oh, I've classed it up tonight. I'm going with a nice crisp white wine. And I have it here just just within arm's reach in my ice bucket. You know what I mean? Just a nice crisp white. They don't sponsor us, but if they'd like to, please get a hold of us because I'm a big fan of your product, Matua. Anyway, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. It's nice. If anybody wants to sponsor, I'll drink anything. <laughs> you have already communicated to me that you're willing to wear almost any product's hats yeah. during recording. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, look... And what I like is that you're open. You're open to any and all sponsorships. You got to keep yourself open. I've been in this game long enough now to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It's been, what, six weeks? Oh, oh, oh easily five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And listen, every week, though, every week, I feel like, again, you just you you're you're up in your game. You're you're getting the the swing of things. I think it's a really beautiful. It's a beautiful journey to watch. You go from cocoon to butterfly. <laughs> Sorry, that's, caterpillar to butterfly. I skipped a step. That's that's really beautiful. But wouldn't it be me to skip a step? You know that does that does feel right to not do things in the order you're supposed to. Yeah, it would be either of us really. Yeah. Now we were talking about again, like how. How is it that we've just discovered in the past, you know, couple of months that we share this love of true crime and and all things intrigue? And then you reminded me that in high school, we catfished before catfishing was even a thing. Years before. Yes. Now, make sure you say nobody got hurt. Of course. We were specifically catfishing to find out if my boyfriend was cheating on me. Listen, and and we essentially, again, catfishing for good because it wasn't, you know, we weren't doing anything malicious or anything like that. But I think the details are really amazing. And you were (laughs) at my house and I remember we were going through some sort of teen magazines, like 17 YM. I think teen was the the one that maybe we got it from. We found this picture of this very pretty blonde girl. And so we scanned it because this is we cut it out and scanned it. This is in the day of scanners. But then it looked too much like it was from a magazine, so we turned it into black and white, and, and it was like, oh, this is great. It looks like a yearbook photo. Yeah. This is what we're thinking. <laughs> so what do you remember? Was it ICQ or MSN? Like, was it a chat? What? Where did we put this profile? My, my heart says ICQ, because yeah. I didn't have that in the day. Right. I don't know why I felt the need to say in the day. I don't have it now either. Um, <laughs> well, but, it doesn't exist anymore. Right, well... I want to say, I want to say ICQ, because I think you had it. Yeah. And we felt... And we, and we, we felt, found him on it or I, something? I think that was it. I think we we may have looked on both, found him, and then we're like, oh, well, we're going to put this photo on a fish hook and cast it out and see what happens. Yeah. And well... Let us tell you, dear listeners, we found out what <laughs> happened, which was he took the bait immediately. Absolutely he did. What a fucker, in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And didn't he also call the picture out like fairly quickly oh, into your conversation? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he knew right away something was sketchy about it. And it was just like something, your photo doesn't look real or something's wrong with your photo. And it was just like, oh, it's a yearbook. We, I scanned it and oh, like, I don't know how we played off that it looked the way that it did, 
But he was like, I don't know if that's really real. But then he was just like, but who fucking cares? How you doing? You know, like he, he just well, stepped over it after caring. And so, <laughs> and so often when you hear cases of catfishing, that exact thing happens. I mean, I'm a huge fan of that show. I watch a lot of it. But I also love that people often are like, yeah, did I think it probably wasn't her? Yeah, but then I thought maybe it could be and it's worth the risk. Like, I love that part of the brain that's like, this tells me this isn't real, but there's a chance it could be. I mean, and also it sounds insane. I understand. I'm sure it sounds insane to people that we could potentially get away with saying we scanned a yearbook photo. But keep in mind, this was a time that was even pre-digital camera. This was when we were still dealing with real film and photographs. So... Look, do most teenage girls not have any photographs of themselves? <laughs> no, we all had <laughs> photographs of ourselves. But I do think that it, it, as opposed to now, it feels like it was a more plausible fib. It was a flat out lie. What am I calling us a fib for? I mean, come on. Well, we were doing it for good. We weren't in the wrong. And I, I will, I will die on this mountain. We were not in the wrong. The only person we were in contact with was that deadbeat. Yes. We only wanted to see, is he going to go for the bait? Yes. He did. I think he also admitted to, like, having multiple girls that he was with and shit like that. I mean, well, he definitely he was the bad said guy there. <laughs> he was the bad guy. We yeah. were the Robin Hoods of catfishing. Oh, absolutely. Um, for sure, for sure. But I do have to say that you, what you just said was actually untrue because he wasn't the only person we catfished. He was the only person we catfished with this profile. But I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Who else did we catfish? It was the same. It was within the same few days. But her name also, for the people who are wondering, was we decided her name was Allison. And so we made her handle Alley Cat 6. Was it Alley Cat 69? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think so like basic. Allie underscore cat underscore 69 because you know (laughs) she was a grown-up right of course oh my gosh but we had gone on to icq which for people who don't know if there's some younger listeners it's like a chat thing it's like a almost i don't even know what a similar thing would be to it now god that's weird but it was like you chat with random people you can chat with your own friends but you can also make friends so it's kind of like whatsapp i guess is now if you were using whatsapp to also meet people i don't know if people do that or not But there was a random thing where you could click a button, you could choose the gender you were looking for, the age bracket, and then like click like random. So we put it to like 60 year old men and like random. And then what we were doing was also technically for good because we were trying to catch predators, but also like not knowing what we're doing, not being able to like in any way follow through. And then I'll never forget, we used to have this bit where it was like if we th- found someone attractive, it would be like, oh, my hips. Like, oh, my, like, yeah. I, like that was like our running bit. Like, like our Still my is. hips are calling for, absolutely. Yeah. My hips are calling for him or something like that. And so we were talking to this one stranger, who knows. And keep in mind, there's no photos being used at this point on either end. And you said something about like, I have, I have a problem with my hips. Oh, and then right. at the end, he was yes. like, I hope your hips feel better. <laughs> I like, totally bought that. But yeah. most of the conversations didn't get creepy at all, except for one. And I remember there was something that was said. And then he said, I don't remember what it was, but he said something so creepy. And we both screamed and like smashed the keyboard. <laughs> we're like, exit, exit out. And it was like, we're not, we're not built to catch predators. We're we not ready. We're yet. not meant we for it. We weren't ready. No, we're meant to do no. the groundwork and then send somebody else in to catch them. Exactly. So we're and like now, to roughly, research a predator. 
Okay. <laughs> to find the library cards of predators. Absolutely. <laughs> I could do that. But, yeah. Yeah. But now what I think is nice is that roughly 25 years later, we are getting our due and we're yeah. having the, the opportunity to research predators, but not at all try and capture them, which is great. Right. And now I am f- so confident that we don't have to try and catfish my husband. And that feels great. <laughs> That's nice. That is that is nice. I hope that other guy is alone. (laughs) Oh, I I am certain that that's true. Yeah, and I also think it would be weird if you didn't already know. Have you not looked him up? Uh, I looked him up years ago on Facebook uh, because I was young and innocent and didn't know any other way to search for a person online. Uh, I've grown since then. Obviously, he had like zero social media presence, so. Like, he was from a small town in the middle of nowhere, so maybe right. he just never got into it. It's Or maybe he died. And I say that, I say that without you. I, I always think that, though. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what are the chances that you'll have absolutely no footprints yeah, absolutely. on the internet? Yeah, I found the first boy I kissed when I was five years old. I found him online. He doesn't have social media. But, like, the he, again, lived in a small town. He, the local co-op had a photo of him in, like, the local, like, met, like newspaper. And he was tagged in it. And that's how I ended up finding him. So he's alive. <laughs> but this Wasn't other guy. was his name Christopher? It was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel trap, old ash. It, it is. That is very impressive. Listen, that one stuck with me. It also stuck with me once that you had a friend, I think, who was named Christ- Christine or something, and then she had a crush on Chris Elliott, and then it would be like, oh, if we got together, we'd both be named Chris. Oh, that sounds I right. don't know. These are the weird things that stick into my brain. Can I tell you something that happened to me <laughs> last week? No, but can yeah. I recall the name of the first boy you ever kissed? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. my God. I, like, I was, we were supposed to have a meeting online, like a Zoom meeting today with our kid's teacher to like tell us about the school year. She told us this morning at like nine, sent the sent the Zoom link and was like, two o'clock this afternoon. Do you think I remember that? Nope. If you played <laughs> if you played some uh, Say My Name, Destiny's Child right now, I could tell you all the lyrics. <laughs> but I couldn't uh, for the life of me remember like five hours away. And then it wasn't until like tonight where I went, ah, shit, that was today, wasn't it? He's like, she did send it this morning. I'm like, son of a bitch. Well, missed that. Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know what? We're doing our best. We're trying the best we can. And yeah. let me tell you, you do exceptionally exceed your best when you research cases, which brings us to today's episode of this show. We're in the dark. It is the nighttime. We have our sleepover shirts. We've got our drinks. And it is time to discuss the Unsolved Mysteries episode entitled Missing Witness. This episode, I believe it was the last episode that aired of the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episodes they came out with. So this one involved the story of, I mean, technically it's two people. I know that it kind of focuses more on Lena, a lady who's gone missing. But there was also, as you kind of watch the episode, you learned that there was actually a a gentleman that had gone missing years prior connected. Her, Her stepdad, technically, had gone missing years prior. And it kind of comes out that she knew that her mom killed her stepdad we'll get into all these details as we go obviously but then as there was a you know she she admitted 
to her other stepdad. There's, I mean, we should be, we need to be drawing maps just for this family tree. But, but Lena had admitted to her first stepdad, Albert, that she had indeed seen evidence. She knew that her mom had killed her second stepdad, Gary, who was technically Albert's brother. The layers to this again are nuts. But it was shortly after that, there was a civil suit filed and Lena, of course, went missing. And we do believe, of course, that the same woman, mother, Sandy, who killed Gary, also obviously killed Lena. So that's what we're dealing with. And this is an interesting case because we already kind of, I mean, is there a possibility somebody else did it? I guess, but we're we're pretty sure here. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's many reasons why I'm not a cop. But I'm, but to, <laughs> yes, you've gotten into this before. But today, my today's reason of why I'm not a cop, I I'm very quick to be like, this is what I think about this. No one's changing my mind. There is no way anybody could ever tell me and convince me that it wasn't Sandy who killed both of these people. There's oh, no yeah. way, and I think. I think that's fair. There's a lot of details, again, that we can get into uh, that kind of are like all signs are pointing to this. Oh, 100%. She was crafty. And I should say is because she's still alive and free and doing whatever the fuck she wants. And that enrages Well, and raising Lena's son. This is the other twisted part to all of this is that it comes out that Sandy had six daughters and always apparently talked about how she wanted a son. And then mm-hmm. Lena, of course, has this son, Coulter, who now, Sandy, the mom who killed Lena, is raising and homeschooling yeah. because I'm sure she wants to keep him under, you know, lock and key. I mean, so twisted on so many levels. Yeah, there's a lot. I've heard because he, he was like three when this went down, which so he was like t- 2003. So he's like about 17, 16, 17 right now. I've heard that she doesn't allow him a phone, a cell phone or the internet. And that up until, right. And then up until recently, he truly believed that she, that this, his grandmother was his mother. And then she finally admitted, oh no, you did have a mother. She was a drug addict and she abandoned you. Whoa. Yeah. This, this girl is a piece of work. Wow. I mean, listen, it's. Ah, I I don't know how to say this, and I, I want to preface this by saying that I never judge a woman for almost anything sexually. It, anything that you want, that's your prerogative, have at it. But the way that she was kind of painted in this, and I'm not sure if you've done any research to, you know, add to this, fuel to this fire, or prove that this is wrong, but it really did kind of come out that she was somebody who... She could only ever spend like two years with a dude and then she would like jump to somebody else, usually somebody who was already married, usually cheating on her own husband because she was married five times. And it's so interesting to me, like, again, as you know, I always go to the psychology and I'm just like, what is it about this person that like what happened to her to make her programmed this way to the point also that she would potentially kill? Which brings us, of course, to her first victim, Gary, who this was her second husband, Third but husband. third, this was her third husband. Yes. So there was one before Albert. Correct. Okay. From and then there was, but wasn't there she had another a, she baby had a, daddy? She had a baby. Right. And then married somebody else who was not the father. Got it. Was with him for several years. I, I think he's the father of the other five daughters. Wow. And then like 
when the youngest one was like mere months old, she moved on to Albert. Right. So again, I'm with you on, I don't give a shit how many men (laughs) you want to be with. I don't care if you want to have 20 children and have each of them have a different father. Good for you. It's a weird choice, but like, it's weird to go into it. But it's your business. Do whatever you want. I don't care. My issue is that she's gotten away with what she's done. And that really, and like the, the fact that she, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word. She, she basically kidnapped her own grandson yeah. because she was like, oh, I have to have a boy. I've always wanted a boy. So creepy. It's just, it's a lot. But what's interesting is, is that she has six kids by the time she meets Albert yes. and he takes them in. And the way that he's kind of painted in the episode is that he's a good guy. And that they all really, the, all the daughters were like, he was a good stepdad. He was a good guy. Then she starts cheating on him with his brother, Gary. They, yeah. you know, tussle, get into a fight. And then the girl, they had to move to another state to be with Gary. And the girls talk about how then they were on a farm and they were working really hard and they all had chores. But that Gary was a good guy. He was never described as being abusive or anything like that. But then, given her pattern, a couple years later, she starts cheating with this yeah. guy, Chris. And... Then it was within a couple months, I think, that she, all of a sudden, Gary goes missing. And she claimed that he went out of state to buy fighting roosters, which, as an animal rights person, I'm I'm already upset about the, even the implication <laughs> that this is happening. I mean, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, and then, of course, the daughters, uh, there was a couple of them that, that remembered seeing things that were off and that she kind of coached the kids to say, if anybody asks you, Gary uh-huh. was gone to this place and you ate spaghetti that night and what have you. But from... Did you learn anything more about Gary? Because I feel like the episode so kind of heavily talked about Lena, the daughter. We didn't really learn a lot about Gary other than he was a farmer. He seemed like he was a pretty good guy. Well, but it, it, it did feel like it kind of glossed over his death, which is very sad. If, if again, randomly she felt like she and her partner, her new partner at the time, Chris, felt like they had to kill him to be together. I'm assuming it had to have something to do with that. I've I've tried looking up Gary. And yeah, the only things I can find is he also he had children from a previous marriage. So he did oh. ha- he did have daughters. They Interesting. ended up they were the ones who uh later on in our story sue Sandy and Chris for the wrongful death of their father. But gotcha. they he did so he was a father when he met her. From my understanding they saw him as like a good role model. He was really kind. He was a hard worker, all this kind of stuff. And I agree that the ep- like the episode was about two murders, but it was mostly like we're going to really focus on this one because it's her own child. And how could she right. do that? And so they really just kind of were like, so there was a guy, Gary, he was great. And then he disappeared. And they really just kind of did not go into enough detail I did reach out to a friend of his in the hopes that this is amazing in just like (laughs) in just like a hope that somebody in a very I look this is what I'm doing I felt like they didn't really tell us much about him I just want to know just some more stuff about him personally they have not gotten back to me and that's okay (laughs) I just need to make my uh, account more professional because I, I could be a, like, I'm a nobody. They're just like, I don't know who you are. And it's and that's more than fine. 
I wanted to paint him in the most appropriate lighting. But from all, from everything I can tell, he was a solid guy with exception to that pesky cheating on his, with his brother's wife. You know? Yeah, that thing. Uh... That was a downside. But even the, even Albert, his brother was like, we've, we, we understood. We moved on from that. Right. Like he is just like, I, I get it. I wasn't enough for her. And you know what, Albert, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are, <laughs> you deserve better than her. And yeah. uh, this isn't about you. This is about her. It really is. It's, it's it her. It really is. It seems like it's just a game to her where she goes from one guy to the next. She, it seems like every two years, like it was a, she marries Albert in 94. Then she, two years later, well, I guess it's like a year and a half later, she leaves him for Albert. And then like six months later, she marries, or sorry, she leaves him for Gary. And then six months later, she marries Gary. And then three years into their marriage, not even three, more like two and a half, she suddenly is like stepping out and seeing somebody else. I mean, one of her own daughters describes her as like, she's really good at what getting what she wants from men. It's not about money. It's about a challenge of getting the man, even if they're married. And then once she gets them, then it's like, well, I've got that. Now what? So then she finds something on the side, which is a whole other thing. And like, she just seems this like This is she... for sure a personality disorder. Like oh, at the very 100%. minimum, the very minimum, somebody who is like completely obsessed with the chase and, and getting what they want. And then when they actually do, they get bored. That's got to be on the, that spectrum somewhere. Now, so it was it was Lena who ultimately she had she had described and Brandy I believe is her other sister that yeah. that and then Robin is the other sister so these are the main sisters that we're talking about Robin said she saw Gary's body wrapped up in like some sort of carpet with his feet hanging out and that right. they burned the body she says that Robin says she saw that Brandy described seeing her mother cleaning like what seemed to be blood off of the floor Lena described you know, because Albert, for whatever reason, which is interesting, she came to talk to Albert and he re- secretly recorded the conversation. So there was this recording of Lena saying, my mom did this. I know. Here are the details, which is so interesting that he felt that he wanted to do that. But she was pretty young at that point, right? Even at that point, she was pregnant, I believe, at that time, which makes me wonder right. if she felt like she needed to come clean because she was pregnant, and I'm sure you've got a lot of emotions going through you as a mo- yeah. as a mother. You can speak to that more <laughs> than me. Um, but it's interesting to me that she was definitely, I believe, pregnant at that time. And she was still in her teens, wasn't she? When she had gone to Gary and, and confessed that she knew what had happened? Well, that was 2003, and she was born in 85. So 18. Okay, thank you for that quick math. Yeah. I love that I didn't... I, I didn't did even... win a math award in <laughs> high school, so... I, I like that I didn't even try. I was just like, I'm going to throw no, out the dates and I'm going to let that walk-in calculator over there just figure, <laughs> figure it out for us. I was like, no, nope, just going to let that happen. But so she's 18. She's she's growing up. And I mean, all of this happened again when she was, you know, obviously not a legal adult. And th- that's a huge burden, by the way, to Absolutely. carry. And it sounded also, from what the, the show was making it out to me, it, sh- it sounded like Sandy was kind of, manipulating her daughters into lying for her a lot and that Lena was really the most outspoken one who was like really defensive of her mom and I'm sure that's why she carries so much guilt and wanted to come clean but it's interesting to me that Gary recorded it 
Like, did he Albert. like did he have an inkling? Excuse me. So sorry. Yes. There's so many names and so many people. It's a lot Albert, of people in this. Yeah. Isn't that interesting though that he decided to secretly record that conversation? Uh, I think I don't know if like I he had an inkling, I think, that Sandy was involved. Right. And it I think in his mind, like he says in the show, like, well, I had this new recorder, which I find adorable that that's he was very excited about this new technology. I think maybe he was just like, you know what? I think she did it. If this girl is going to admit to me, I want to get it on tape so that I can go to the police thinking if I give that to the police, that'll be enough for them to get her. Right. Because he wants, you know, justice for his brother. Of course. So, and I mean, it's it's so sad too because they, you know, they painted this picture of Lena as being this kind of like scrappy little kid, really like mouthy, outspoken, but like in a kind of adorable way. And then her one friend, this really stuck with me. Her one friend was talking about how she didn't even drink, she didn't do drugs, she was like super against that stuff. But then as she got a little bit older, she kind of got into that a little bit. And I'm like, well, there's nothing like witnessing partially witnessing a murder of your stepdad and then having your mother force you to lie about it to make anybody turn to the bottle, you know? I feel like that's reasonable. But they did kind of intimate that when she got pregnant with her son, she really did clean up her act. She was working. He was, like, really her priority. And it's so sad that that this is how things turned out for her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she, she was still having, like, legal troubles we'll say it when she had her son the thing is I, in my mind they're just like light legal troubles if if light is a thing <laughs> sure basically at the time it seemed it was like the cops pulled her over because the the car wasn't properly registered and she got fined for it and then they okay. they pulled her over again a year or so later, car is not registered again because it had happened before. They put her in jail for four days. So I'm guessing in this time, uh, Sandy, her mother, was like, I'll take the child. Whatever. Because at the time, she I don't believe she was with the child's father right. at the time. So grandmother, of course, steps in and is like, I'll take the child. And apparently they had all kinds of fights where... Sandy kind of felt she was the better person. She should have custody of this child. She'd been saying for years she wanted a baby, uh, specifically a boy. Apparently her and Gary were going to try and have a kid. The doctor told her if she has another child, she'll probably die because she'd already had six by this point. And so uh, Gary was kind of upset about this, but was just like, they have they had at least eight or nine daughters between the two of them. Oh my I, gosh, I think it's enough. I think I think it was good. Um and so it was just at that point, like already wheels working of just she wants this boy. She never got a boy, and it just never left. And then she I mean, she was crazy about this child and not in a positive way. Like, there was a point where Lena was taking her son to go see his biological father in, like, Arkansas or something like that. And when Sandy heard about it, she calls her on the phone 
screaming, you have to bring him back. You have to bring him back. If you don't bring him back, I'll kill myself. Like that feels like a level of like, you're too involved. You need to back out. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like a level of obsession and dependence and all of the above. And again, another sign of a personality disorder. Threatening suicide Mm -hmm. is on the list. I like to read about mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) I respect it. That's Thank your you very research much. for this. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, well, at least. Uh, it's the least I can do. But yes, yeah, so so that's interesting. So she, Lena was only in jail for four days. Yeah. And she took Coulter the son and then was basically like, I, you know, I would be the better mother, whatever. Like, like Lena didn't spend additional time in jail. No, did she? not that right. I saw, no. But also, like, there were points near the time when um, this would have been years later when... Lena, uh, just before she went missing, Sandy in a grocery store was introducing the son as her own son. Like oh she was just like, hey, this is Coulter. He's my son. And Lena was like, oh, OK, nope. And she comes over and freaks out on her and is like, this isn't this isn't. How well, this I do works. know they they also said in the episode that he did. She did make him call her mom. Yeah. Technically being the grandmother. But I want to take a quick pause and acknowledge the fact that we are shaming somebody for referring to a family member as a different title than what they actually are. <laughs> we literally, literally tell everyone we're sisters and we are we are cousins. So I feel like, but you know what? Once again, no one's getting hurt. What, who are okay? we harming? No one's getting harmed. <laughs> who are we harming? No one. Yeah. No one. No one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, touche. Uh, <laughs> I'm I going call to, like I see it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm going to come back with, as a mother, <laughs> you go you through much. so much to be a mother. Some women go through so much more than others. But right. just from even the most basic of pregnancy, from like point A to B, getting that child out, it's a lot. So you yeah. have earned the title of mom. Of course. And for this bitch to come in (laughs) and just decide oh no I'm gonna like he's gonna call me mom I'm gonna tell people I'm his mom like that's such an overstep whereas I think we're adorable I think we are (laughs) you know we are you know frankly uh I but you're right because even if it's an adoptive parent for example at that point a parent has gone through so much I mean people talk all the time the adoption process is so stressful you're right when you've got your child no matter how whether you've birthed it you've adopted it whatever that's your kid and for someone else to try and swoop in like that you're Mm -hmm. right that is really and it does speak again to a real level of mental illness, uh, which is still out. The jury is out, but I'm going to figure it out by the end of this episode, what I I really think her mental disorder diagnosis is. But, okay, so let's step back for a second. So Sandy is married to Gary. Yeah. She meets someone at work named Chris. Yeah. They start a relationship, and then they were thinking, kill Gary together. So tell me what you know about Chris. Well, here's the thing. At the time that they meet, they meet in March of 99. So at this point, she's been married to Gary for like two years, four months-ish. Right. He, at, like at the time, she's 32. Chris is 22. Oh, no. Now, tw- like 22-year-old oh, no. boys, my God, they're not the brightest. 
They'll do pretty much anything. Also, at the time when they met, he was married. Stop. He was married. Oh, my God. His wife will come into play in my research. (laughs) So they meet. Sandy comes home, tells her oldest daughter, Brandy, um, that she's like, I met the cutest guy. I'm really nervous because he doesn't know I have kids. So the first time Brandy met this met Chris, Sandy was like, okay, this is my coworker, Brandy. Like, instead of being like, this is my daughter, she was like, meet my coworker. Because she didn't want him to know that she had children. Because she's obviously knowing that a 22-year-old is going to be like, six kids? See ya. Like, he's going to be out of that. Justifiably. Yeah. Justifiably. Yeah, that's terrifying. Like, I'm terrified of the thought of six children. That's a lot. Oh. Uh, Again, if you want to have 20 children, by all means. It's your business. It's not up to us. We're not judging that. We're just judging this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's the quote. We're not judging that. We're just judging this bitch. I love it. That could be the catchphrase for all of these episodes. Yeah, okay. So she's lying. She doesn't tell him that she has kids. Yes. I also, can I also just comment also that how toxic and inappropriate it is for this mom to be telling her teenage daughter who, again, this mom is married to to Gary. And then she's like, I met the cutest guy at work. I'm so nervous, whatever. Like, what messaging are you sending to your daughters that it's like cool to cheat on your husband and lie and all of those. I mean, these, wow, these girls really didn't stand a chance with this mother. Oh my God. Well, and also Sandy was also, she also at one point, now keep in mind, they meet in March. Gary goes missing in May. So there's not a lot of time in between there. So at some point in there, Sandy tells Chris that she's pregnant with his baby and that Gary is beating her. What? I, I would like to preface this by saying neither of those were true. Gary was not an abusive man. She also was not pregnant. And But also I love that he's dumb enough that she's like, I'm pregnant. And I mean, early on, you just, I guess, take her for her word. The fact that she would know it was his. So she's painting well, the picture of like, him and I aren't together in that way anymore. Right. He beats yes. me, whatever. And then at one point... When when he goes missing, well, actually, let's jump back to this first because this was not on the show, which is my favorite thing to do on this. So at one point, Gary and a friend of his, Jeff, they're like, "We're gonna go, we're gonna go hunting." And so Jeff shows up at his house. He's like, "Yeah, let's do this." And he's like, "No, actually, we're not actually going hunting." He took a tracking collar for the dogs that you put on a dog when you take them hunting, I guess, so that you can always find them. I don't know how it works. I barely know how technology works at all anyway. He takes one of these tracking collars and he attaches it to part of the truck. And then him and Jeff get into a different vehicle and wait. And then the truck leaves. They follow the truck and end up finding Sandy and Chris in the truck together in the middle of nowhere doing God knows what. Oh my God. So Gary sees this, not a fan, as you you would be. Um, Right. So he sees this. He tells Chris, you know, it's your lucky day. The next time I find this happening, you won't be so lucky. And you know what? I get it. You make that threat. Let him know 
This is my wife. Go away. So whatever. This did not stop the relationship that went on. (laughs) Because Chris and Sandy continued on, of course. At one point, Gary told a work supervisor that he wanted a divorce and he was going to be moving out. He was secretly moving stuff to his friend Jeff's house. Just possessions of his that he was like, I really need you to take this because I I don't know what she's going to do. Also, one of those items he took over there was his gun. He was like, I need you guys to take this gun because who knows what she's going to do. At one point, she shot him, but the shell didn't discharge properly. So that essentially saved his life. Apparently, also a week before he disappeared, Sandy tried to poison him with Drano. But it didn't work. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then of That's course That's a tough one too. Like it's I think it's pretty tough to clear up like to to, to take <laughs> to out mask the, the flavor of Drano. Oh yeah. my god. Why is the stew blue? I don't know. <laughs> like it's a weird Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And wow. like she tried shooting him that incident with the shell that didn't discharge. That was like April 30th. And then like a week later, she tried poisoning him. Didn't take. And then a week later on, well, less than a week later, like on the 11th, he goes missing. And she claimed he went off to Diamond or whatever to go get this bird he shouldn't have done anything with. And... uh Two of her daughters claimed later they saw his truck at the house the night that she claims he had left. But she also didn't do, uh, she didn't tell the police about it. And I think Lena, I might be wrong, but I think she said that she either saw or knows that she shot him multiple times. Yeah. And then they also, they also knew that they burned the body. So what's interesting to me is, is that, and look, I am not judging Gary, not judging him. But this woman has put a gun to you, pulled the trigger, and then it jammed, which is the only reason why you didn't get shot and probably killed. Yeah. She also slipped Drano into something you were eating or drinking trying to kill you. Like, I don't know that I would be going back to that house by myself um, <laughs> ever again, you know? Honestly, I think she would have lost me at the gun. But, <laughs> but I, I mean... This is a one strike and you're out situation, abs- you know? A hundred percent. But yeah. I'm also like, who knows? Maybe there's not a lot of ladies around that area. Maybe sure. he, maybe he like genuinely, genuinely loved her so much and was just like, "This is just a personality trait I'm gonna have to work around." She's murdering. personality disorder <laughs> trait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe he was just like, you know what? This is my wife. I'm gonna. I want to try and work this through. And maybe he didn't fully actually process what was happening. Like she shot him, but it didn't nothing actually happened so maybe in his brain he was like she didn't even know there was a shell in it she didn't whatever she was just trying to scare me whatever right and it seemed like he was just like there's no way i don't you're not getting the house although he had told people he was willing to leave but it seems like she was like no i want the house because where else would she go well, what else is her motive for killing him? Well, I truly... Is it that she's... Is it that he was refusing to get a divorce? Because it sounds like he had gone to work and said that he was definitely getting a divorce. Oh, he so wanted a divorce, yeah. Right, so I don't know what... Unless it was, like, life insurance money or, like you're saying, keeping the house, I don't know what other motive she would have had to kill him. I mean, she she had done this to many other men and not killed them. 
true. I think uh, she had told a co-worker of hers, she was explaining about like all these problems she was having with Gary, um, most of which I'm sure weren't true because she's right. a very well-known, it's documented, she's quite a liar. She tells people what they want to hear. She right. always makes herself the victim to get whatever she wants. So she told this woman at work that she, this like all these problems, and this woman was like, so if it's so bad, divorce him. Like, just right. leave him. To which she said, oh, he's not getting a dime. So I think she was like, she wanted out of it because she'd already been like, I've already got him, I bagged him, I'm ready to move on to the next one. And I think for her, it was a case of, she has six kids. She's, her current paramour, if I may go that far. You, you may, you may. He's 22 years old and married to somebody else. So he didn't exactly have a place that they could all go. Right. So if Gary kicked her out, where the hell would they go? So I think she was like, you know what? I want this house. We have a good setup here. I just want him to leave. And so she essentially just made him leave. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I, what I find interesting, too, is that they talked to one of the, the detectives uh, on the episode, and he was talking about that they questioned, they wanted to question the kids, but again, that Lena was, like, just vicious in terms of protecting her mom, and that he was like, you know, and it's so ironic that then she was the one that ended up getting killed, but she was very, like, difficult and, and really had a lot of anger towards the, the, the police and stuff like that, and they just didn't have any evidence, and then he said something, and I wrote this down because I was like, oh my gosh, this is chilling. He said, knowing and proving are two different things, which I thought is such a, you know, catchphrase, again, that you could use for unsolved mysteries in general knowing and proving are two different things but what that brings me to is the civil suit that gary's kids filed because they were like clearly clearly he was killed by sandy and and probably this guy chris and they they won that civil suit they won seven million dollars but they still haven't seen a dime and i don't understand how that works like why that i don't know why she can get away with not paying that but anyway and it's wild to me that a court of law can find you literally liable for someone's death. That it's like, yes, you you killed this person, you're guilty, but then not, it won't stand up in criminal court. Yeah. And really, most of this, like, where on earth is she going to get $7 million? You know, like, well, you're not, she's not going to have that money. And so I don't know why they don't force the person to like sell off assets or like that they should be getting on some sort of payment plan or something like I'm shocked that there's no kind of recourse. Yeah, I'm just going to go and make up that there's a backlog. (laughs) (laughs) That seems pretty plausible, actually. Right. I mean, it's just this whole civil suit thing is insane to begin with. I mean, kudos to them for even going through with it. When Gary first went missing, she didn't tell the cops he was missing. The cops, now on the show, the cop, uh, it says that Gary's cousin Robert contacted police and was like, Gary is missing. Right. From my understanding, the cops responded to a cattle call, which is apparently literally just his cows got loose. Oh, <laughs> And okay. so uh, people were like, oh, Gary's cows. And so uh, Gary, uh, or they called the police. Police showed up to get the cows, put them in, uh, get them put where they're supposed to. 
And while they were there, Sandy was like, oh, well, I guess while you're here, I should tell you he's missing. And at this point, he'd already been supposedly missing for two days. So the fact that she didn't even bother is what kills me. I mean, days later, they find his truck on an abandoned road that is not coming or going from this place he was supposed to be going. So not even close. They get a search warrant for the farm. When they show up with the search warrant, the barn has been cleaned out and painted. They go in the house and the it looks like it used to have carpet and the carpet has recently been ripped out. Mm-hmm. They said that there is no sign, there's no clothing, no personal, personal belongings. They could not even find DNA of Gary in that house. And this is less than a week after he supposedly left. Whoa. So it's like nobody cleans that crazy after somebody leaves. Like you don't even clean like that when you leave your apartment, you know, to no. let somebody else deal with it. So it's just the fact that they went that crazy to make it seem like he didn't exist. It's just And didn't I mean, Chris move in like days later? Oh, he moved also? he moved in while they were like before they did the search warrant. Because they went in and they, they found nothing of Gary's but they found a checkbook that belonged to Chris and Chris moved in like two days into their investigation. Where's his wife in all of this? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I did want to get to the wife. So as far as I know, living somewhere else, I don't know, but they, I don't understand the relationship that was happening here because she knew that her husband Chris was off banging somebody else. Right. She like she drove she claims she drove him to Gary's farm one day to drop him off and like picked him up later that night and he was as she says quote as scared as could be and he made sure to have his gun on him at all times and this was about the day that uh, Gary went missing. Also before that happened I should have said this because this is fantastic for the case not in general but for the case of course yes so this uh chris's wife jennifer is her name uh she told police that at one point her and chris were fighting and chris just yelled at her i can't worry about this stuff right now i've got to worry about killing a man so there's that now here's the other thing that i feel like i should bring up at this point which i was gonna say for later No, no, bring it up. The oldest daughter, Brandy. Yeah. She is very vocal about the fact she does not in any way blame Chris for what happened. And I'll tell you. Yeah, I found it surprising too, but then she explained and it kind of made sense. So in her mind, at this point, when Chris first comes into this relationship, he's like 22. Right. Young and dumb, barely knows anything. He's cheating on his current wife. It's a whole thing. At this point, Sandy is telling Chris, I'm pregnant with your baby and my husband is beating me. So Chris is like, well, I've got to do something to protect her and my child, right? Right, right. Good point. She thinks, and by she, Brandy, Brandy thinks that uh, he came over to the house. He thinks that maybe Sandy like was hysterical and was like, he's beating me. He's going to kill me, whatever. He comes over to the house with a with a gun thinking I'm going to do something she's convinced that Gary was dead when Chris arrived 
and that right. Sandy was like, it was self-defense, he was hurting me, whatever, and she oh. made him kind of help her get rid of the body, and probably seeing that dead body freaked him right the fuck out, which understood. Well, it, he's not the one with the personality disorder. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I think because it all of that went down and he was freaking out, I think, I mean, it makes sense with the ex-wife being like, I picked him up, he was terrified, he kept a gun on him for days, because I think at this point, he realizes, oh shit, I stuck my dick in crazy, which is the number one rule you tell boys from a very young age, not very young <laughs> Have you had that conversation with your kids? Don't stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> Uh, okay, duly noted. No, I have not. Uh, I have not. But I, I'm kidding. I guess I just felt it was a very well-known, like, of course, for, for, of course. for like the last decade or so. It's always yes. been like a, I, it came out one night drinking with a group of friends where somebody would made a comment like, oh, that girl's crazy. And I was like, oh, she's pretty though. So if you're looking for just like one night, maybe. And they were like, oh, I'd never stick my dick in crazy. And all the guys were like, oh, you don't do it. So it was like a very, maybe I just have a really strange friend group. But they were like. Or a very, very evolved one well, yeah, in it some was ways. Just, it that was it's just like, like, not worth it, not worth yeah, it. Yeah, they were like, no, you don't do it. And so I think at this point, he was like, holy shit, I'm in with this. Who knows? Maybe right. at this point, he still thinks she's pregnant. And he's like, well, I'm stuck with her. I'm going right. to do the right thing. And it's like, well, who knows? If she killed him, she could possibly kill me. So he was just like, I'll do whatever she wants so I don't piss her off. You know, so I think that's the reason he helped. I mean, I still think it's garbage that he did help. And of he was charged with conspiracy to commit murder in June of that year, like two weeks after Gary went missing. Because they also claim that he tried to hire somebody, a friend of his, to kill Gary. Oh. Because, again, I don't think he could do it himself. And I, Interesting. you know, I I don't feel like I could either, so I right. get it. Uh, but they did charge him, but the charges were dropped because of no evidence. Wow. I So I think he did help with getting rid of the body. I don't think he wanted to help. I don't think he liked it. God, I hope he didn't like it. God, that was awful. Why did I have to swing that way? Um, I, I, I just think he was part of it, whether he liked it or not. And right. just went along. He was along. in too deep. Yeah. I think he just didn't know what else to do and just went along because who knows what she's capable of because she's already proven she'll kill. Right. So I think that was it. And she had Lena come in and help her clean the house. School records even show that Lena was missing from school the day after Gary supposedly disappeared. So, and she, oh, in wow. her confession to Albert, which is a lot longer than the show let you know. Of course. In her confession, she told him, like, she spent two days cleaning the house to get rid of all of it. So, of course, when the cops show up days later, there's no speck of Gary in there because they cleaned everything out. Right. The fact that she had her child help her is gross. But, oh, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. But from my understanding, it seems like Sandy put her through this terrible thing. Lena's just kind of like, I'm gonna keep defending my mother, even though she's clearly psychotic. And then cops are like, we want to know, like, what's going on? And Lena's like, "I'm nope, my mother's fine. Leave her alone. Because in her mind, if they take her mother, 
nobody's going to take all six girls. They're going to get put in the system and they're going to get separated and they're the odds of them finding each other again, who knows? Well, and also, like, there's a lot to be said for the level of mental abuse that a oh, mother who is yeah. constantly asking her kids to lie for her. And, you know, I, that's a, I think that there's a pretty high level of, of emotional toxicity and, and, and abuse. There's really no way around it. I mean, I'm, I, so again, I can completely understand how a kid or a teenager in that position, yeah, like, she would feel like she has to obey her mother that she can't cross her I mean again she knows she's killed so to your point also about Chris it's like imagine being the kid of someone who you know your mom killed somebody it's like I would probably not want to go against her either and again yes to the point she had so many siblings she was trying to keep everybody together which is so sad Um, the the youngest ones were just like babies at that point like the youngest ones were like maybe two three years old at the most so they wouldn't have had a clue what was going on right and for the sake of just keeping them all together then yeah you just uh, look I get it yeah but then so so how much time passes between Gary's murder and when when Lena had the baby is it a few years uh yeah Gary was um May of 99 and she had the baby in 2003 she confessed so, she confessed to Albert in like June of 2003 and had the baby I want to say like November. I'm yes. going to find in my notes if that's accurate or not and I'll be pissed if it's not. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is because I know it was within she was clearly pregnant. That was what stuck with me is that she was definitely pregnant right. when she confessed. And so that confession was not actually able to be used in the civil suit for whatever reason, but it was prior to the civil suit that Lena goes missing, correct? Right. Yeah, she... So... Lena going missing is a whole other... (laughs) If I may bring my my non-quote back from last time, it's a whole other bag of worms. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to hold. A bag if, of worms. If I say hold. it enough times, it's a real It'll become statement. a thing. Of course. Yeah, because Lena goes missing in 2000, early 2006, and the civil suit is brought, like, in June of that year. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's so sad. And so she tells, Sandy tells other people that Lena's taken off and run off to Florida with some guy and left the kid and... And Brandy was saying in the episode that it was like, I know who Lena was was talking to at that time. She was absolutely not talking to someone in Florida. She absolutely would not have just taken it up and left her child. But there's no sign of, was there anything that was found? Like, the way it makes it sound in the episode is that there was just no sign of her, no sign of, of any foul play of any kind. And, of course, no body, no remains, no nothing. Here's the thing. So... Lena, the the boyfriend she was living with at the time, it was her. It, he was her fiance. Oh wow! Right. So they're living in this apartment. He says that in the morning she comes out, she kisses him goodbye. They have like a see you tonight, whatever. He goes to work. He comes home. He finds Sandy in their apartment, boxing up Lena's stuff. Her and a couple of friends just boxing all of Lena's shit. And he's like, hey, what's going on? She says, Lena took off. She went to Florida with some man driving a black Chevy Cavalier. But yet all of her clothes were there, all of her possessions. And the big one, she left her son. And everybody who knew her was like, she would do anything for that child. She was trying to, you know, make her life better for this child. 
So there's no way she would ever go anywhere without him. And her and Sandy had such a huge, um, I guess, like, contemptuous relationship, especially involving this child. Right. That there's no way she would be like, you know what I'm going to leave? Yes, you can have him. Like, there right. was such a battle with them. So there's no way she would easily have just been like, take the child. Especially of with, course. you know, how much they argued. So right. her, the fiancé, Jason... Uh, just is like, well, Lena's not here. I have to just assume he just believes the story because what else can he do? Um, months, uh, like few weeks go by, he moves out because I guess just doesn't want to live there anymore. I don't know the full situation. The landlord comes in to clean out the unit. There was a broken window, apparently. I don't know if that's really that significant. But they said there was a dark colored stain on the carpet that could not be shampooed out. The landlord's comment was, did they kill a dog here? Which is oh, insane. Jesus. Now, the landlord had heard that Lena left town. So he didn't know that Lena was actually mysteriously just disappeared. Right. So he just went, uh, well, this can't be that bad. And he threw the carpet away and thought nothing of it. Since then... A fire has completely destroyed that apartment. So who knows about that? Whoa. Now here's the thing. This stain on the carpet. So, I mean, it seems like it's probably a blood stain, right? Well, there was a Reddit post by somebody who has a handle that is like Brandy Peterson's name, the oldest daughter. And it's saying... Uh, let me correct things as I'm her oldest daughter, so full admits to who she is, saying the bloodstain in the apartment was not from the murder. It was a miscarriage that my sister had less than a year prior to her disappearance. So I find that interesting, but also that was a newly created account, and that's the one and only thing that they've ever posted. So it's so easy for somebody else to go in there and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was nothing. But at the right. same time, if there was a large stain, wouldn't the fiancé have noticed? Well, and here's where my brain is going. Yeah. Have they properly, like, have they properly investigated this fiancé? Because if, she, if he's the last one to see her alive, and yeah. we don't believe anything that Sandy says anyway, because she's a liar, she's a 100%. narcissistic, borderline personality disorder, yeah. I'm still figuring it out, but it's I like something. It. If he's the last one to see her alive... And, yeah, there's this huge blood stain that isn't, isn't it feasible, here we go, isn't it feasible mm -hmm. that he could have killed her and then either gone along with whatever this story is? Because is it feasible that Sandy was like, oh, she's dead? Great, now I can have this kid. I'll help you cover up this murder. I've done it before. Interesting. I guess it's possible. He is openly like still giving interviews about it like he really will, he his record seems hiding in plain sight well his record is clean so uh. I, love, I love that to me <laughs> that means he's good i mean that's a solid point like he i assume right? i assume he was at work that day i would like to believe the cops followed up on that but but well to be fair how can they because they the cops didn't know she was missing at that point. Right. And they have no time of death. They have no body. So right. he could have killed her the night before, the day before. Like, there's a million 
places where this could fall apart. That's a great point. Here's my theory. I'm going to jump ahead and give you my theory right now about this one. My theory is this, or, or I don't know whether this did or didn't happen, but a theory, let's put it that way, is he and her get into some sort of fight. They, it gets physical, whatever. Accidentally, she gets killed. And he's like, holy fuck, what the fuck do I do? Sandy either happens upon them or they somehow he, he contacts her or something. And she's like, look, I got you. Let's do this. I'll help you clean this up. I'll help you whatever. But I'm taking the kid. And this is what our story is. We got to get our story straight. Because I'm sorry, but if you're engaged to someone and you come home into your own home and your partner's parent is there and is like, oh, I'm boxing up all her stuff because she's gone. Like, would you really just be like, okay. Like, that just feels impossible to me. Why isn't he, like, searching for her? Why isn't he, like, devastated? Why isn't he putting out missing posters, you know? That's a good point. That is a good point. I always let I always go back to I don't know how smart a lot of guys are. Uh, <laughs> I say that as a woman who lives with all men. Yeah. For, um for I I, just, I have a lot of boys in my home. And I just you've got a great point like maybe she maybe Sandy stopped by cuz she was supposed to take the kids so Lena could go to work that day or something. I don't know. He moved He moved out of the place. So, I mean, it's right to see that as sketchy. I saw it as just like a, he couldn't handle to be there or maybe simply couldn't afford the rent without her. I don't know how it worked. But uh, I don't know. Like, call me crazy. But I, yeah. if I, if this happened, if I was him, if I was a fiance, I would, there would be, I don't know. I would be freaking the fuck out. I wouldn't just be like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. Like, I don't know. There's something that seems odd there to me. And it does feel, because again, it also feels like, are we believing? Like, why wouldn't she have killed Lena sooner? Like, why now? Like, what, what motive does she have in this moment, in that moment, that she wouldn't have had a month prior or a month later? Like, it just feels like there's like some peace there and that she would have been happy to help him cover up because she wants that kid. Now, I should. this also does kind of dovetail, yeah, I said it, dovetail yes. into the one other thing that I did want to touch on very quickly, which is, after all was said and done, Brandy confronted her mother and was like, I know that you killed Lena, I know that you killed Gary, and then it was at this point that Sandy and Chris pile Brandy into a, a truck, they drive in the middle of nowhere, Chris pulls a gun on Brandy. Yeah. And... Basically, Brandy, like, claims to, like, run and, like, run into the cab of the truck and, like, hug her mom and be like, please don't let him kill me. And then eventually she was like, don't hurt my baby. So there's a lot of things I want to unpack here. One, is Chris as innocent as we thought? Two, I guess maybe Sandy is more willing to to kill a child than we thought. But then three, why didn't they do it? Why didn't they follow through? Well, Brandy... Again, in her commenting on she doesn't believe Chris did anything wrong. Well, she doesn't, not that she doesn't believe he did anything wrong. It's more she doesn't feel, she doesn't blame Chris for anything that went down. She, Sandy and Chris were talking about going to St. Louis. Brandy wanted to go. They were like, no, you're not coming. She threw a fit because she's a fucking like 14, 15 year old girl. We're, we're going to, we're going to fight about everything. So she freaked out and was like, I know what you've done, whatever. Lena overhears this, freaks out because she had confessed to Brandy 
and made Brandy like pinky swear never to say a thing. Because again, she's concerned about all the sisters being separated at this point. So she overhears Brandy telling her mom, and it's something she swore she never would do. So Lena comes in full charge, shoves Brandy into a mirror. It shatters and cuts open Brandy's hand. So Brandy is like, I'm bleeding. I need to go to a hospital. So Sandy and Chris are like, get in the truck. We'll take you. And they get about so many miles. And she's like, we didn't take the turnoff. What are you guys doing? And that's how they end up in the truck in the middle of the night. Because I felt they didn't really explain that. No, because I thought that it had happened after Lena had died. No, this was... Lena was still around. This was they're all still living together. Gary had gone missing. And so she Brandy says there were there was so much time that Chris could have shot her and didn't. And she felt he was very hesitant. So after the whole situation, she's in the truck. It's like, no, he's not going to hurt you. They go back to the house. Chris and Sandy go in the bedroom. They send Brandy to her room or the room she shares with the other girls. About half an hour later, Sandy comes and gets her and is like, I want you to come in here and talk to us. And she said her mother looked just normal, like she normally does. Chris looked like he had been crying and like losing his mind. He was shaking. And she had that moment of, I want you guys like, we're good, right? And so Brandy thinks that that was like Chris... She thinks the re- when they got in the truck that Sandy was like, "We're you, you have to fucking kill her. She's going to tattle on us. Tattle. I don't, you know, what, <laughs> you know what I meant. She, she probably used the word yeah. rat. Because yeah. it feels a little more oh. badass, you know. <laughs> She's going right. to rat on us. She's going to rat right. us out. You're right. Because if somebody says there, there might be a tattletale, it's a whole other <laughs> vibe, I guess. It's know? usually not about murder. Yeah. <laughs> very true so she's like she's gonna tell she knows what we've done she's gonna tell you have to kill her and I think it was he didn't want to right. and then it was he didn't and she was just like okay well now she knows we're willing to do it so as long as she won't you know as long as we're that level then that's fine when uh, Lena's Lena's confession Albert took it to the cops and was like can you do anything they then went to Sandy and explained the situation. And Sandy was like, sorry, here's my lawyer. And because Lena's underage, couldn't Lena can't do anything for herself at this point. So right. it was, they've got lawyers, they can't do anything. So I think your reasoning of why that point in time, I honestly think, I mean, I'm not saying the fiance is completely innocent. Who knows? You bring a sure. valid point. He could be part of this. I think Sandy chose the time she did because Lena was going to be uh, 21 soon, which meant that she legally could go to a cop and be like, I have to confess something that happened when I was a kid and tell them everything and get Sandy charged with murder. And I think it was just an opportune moment of, I want this child. Like Brandy says that a week before Lena went missing, she thinks that uh, Sandy tried to poison her because Sandy and Lena and the son were at a store and out of nowhere, Lena just started suddenly was like, I'm so sick. I can't, I'm dizzy. I can't see my hands in front of my face. I have to go home. And the next day she had like a really terrible headache. So they're convinced that she had poisoned her 
not unlike the Drano incident with Gary. <laughs> and it just didn't take. Of course. Right. And I think at this point, I think that Sandy was just like, you know what? She's going to be old enough that she could get me into some serious trouble. And I want that kid. Because especially if you're going to take a child, and this is the creepiest thing I've said, if you are going to take a child and try and like completely raise them, making them think you're their parent, you need to get them away. This is not a how-to, by the way. <laughs> you, you, you need to get them. We are not endorsing this. Right? We will endorse a lot, but you will not wear a hat endorsing this. Absolutely. Well, I found no, the line. No, no, you did. You did. You're right. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you got, you've, you can't wait until the kid's old enough that he knows like where you're right. like, I'm your mother. And he's like, no, you're not. And so the older that kid's getting, the more she's like, I've got to get, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it soon. And I think she just hit her moment of, I'm sick of not having this child. I want to have this child and freaked out. And then like a couple months later, three or four months, maybe they get they get the summons about the civil suit filed by Gary's daughters. And that was the moment. This was now June. Lena had gone missing on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day of all, which again feels like a real extra dick move. So could be right yeah. that uh, he could be involved. I don't know. The civil suit comes forward and then the cops go to give the summons to Lena and Lena's not there and they're like what's going on and Sandy's like oh yeah she left she's in Florida so that's the first point the cops have ever heard that Lena's not around so they can never give her this summons I mean this is 2006 and it's not they didn't even go to court until 2013 with this Again. civil suit I'm sorry to harp on the fiance. Don't. But, no, do. But please. you, it just seems odd to me that he just was like, okay. Like, doesn't that seem weird? That I'm, he wasn't like, like to me, if, if, if my partner's parent came to me and said, oh, just kidding. You're, you know, I know you thought you were in a loving relationship, but he left you today and has gone to Florida with someone like, I would be calling. I would be texting. I would be yeah. demanding answers. I would not just say. I would probably at some point go to the police and be like, my partner is missing. Well, that does feel like the smart thing to do. Right? But I mean... It just feels odd to me that they were like, this is the first we had known about this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but it, that just seems really like unbelievable behavior. If oh. you're If you're with somebody and you love them enough that you're engaged. If it was just like a passing thing, Okay, but it just feels weird. True, um, and I will see that, and I will raise you a, I don't know how long they were together. <laughs> it is more, like, Fair. it's more than possible that it was like, they, are, they were together for mere months, and he was just like, well, may as well put a ring on it. I'm sure he right. loved her, but it's more, po it's more than possible that he was just like, sold, done. Yeah. You know, and early on in that relationship, so... I'm not saying he's not guilty, but, but I you're mean, not saying he is. I I, I just, just can't let know. go that it wasn't her a hundred percent. I just I, I, just I know I want it to be her, and that's a sick thing to say out loud. But no, I, and listen, it, she's done a murder already that we know about. It feels uh, like all signs yeah. point to her. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's completely not involved, but I just feel like 
I would love to know how much they've looked into this fiancé character. Um, listen, last thing I want to touch on before we wrap it up is, the other thing is is that they, they feel like maybe the body, because I think we're pretty certain that they burned Gary's body. They, yeah. There was, Robin, the one daughter, seemed pretty adamant that that had happened, and that's why they never found any remains. Um, but in terms of Lena's body, uh, there was a conversation about, uh, in the episode, that they they were like, there was an old well on this one property that they had, and when they went to visit that property, they're like, oh, the well's gone. And I agree with you. You yeah. pointed out, you sent to me earlier, it was like, doesn't it feel like there's like a circle in the grass right there? And I, and in, a, in a later scene, they show an expert with what, what essentially looked like a, a high-tech metal detector that's detecting for bones or something or human remains or like showing that the ground has been. And then I was like, why doesn't he put that over over this other property? But then I was like, oh, I guess it's like it's trying to determine if the if the soil has been disturbed and then I was like is this an exact science it just feels like it feels like maybe this is a mystery I hate to say it that may never be solved what do you think you know how I feel about that old well like (laughs) (laughs) of course it looked like there was just that small shot of her walking through the field trying to figure out the yard trying to figure out where it used to be and you could like, I swear to God, I don't know if it was just my eye, but you could see almost a circle. And so I was like, fuck, I just wish I wanted them to take that machine yeah. over there. But at the same time, the people who live there now were allowing them there for that day. Maybe they wouldn't allow that. Because if they find something, they'd dig it up their yard. But the machine was looking for disturbed ground. Like, that's it wasn't actually sure. telling you. So, so if it's a well, then arguably the ground is disturbed because there's a well in there. Right. So... Unless they figured out exactly where the well was and dug up the well. I don't even think we need that guy's tool now that I think about it. Um, but it seems odd to me. I mean, I don't know. I'd let somebody dig up my my yard to look through an old well if it was going to, like, potentially find a body. But again, yeah. I don't even know that it would be there. If they never found anything of Gary, then I don't know why we think that they would find anything of Lena, very sadly. Uh, that is true. Um, I also want to point out, because there was something in my notes that I thought you might want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lena goes missing. Sandy and Chris have this f- suit filed against them. Two months later, Sandy goes to the police and is like, oh my God, somebody in a mask has attacked me. She had bruises on her face. They come to the house. They like, they're looking at her. She's, she has bruises. So they're like, oh, okay, she was attacked. And then she was like, she's like, I just want you to know it was Gary. So she's like, oh, so, she, yeah, she was like, <laughs> Gary did it. He's not dead. He's just hiding somewhere. So the cops were like, uh-huh. And they go to the house. There's no footprints in the like sand driveway leading up to the house. The place she said she was assaulted. There's no footprints of any kind that could say somebody was there. So they just kind of like blew it off. But I love that that was truly her last dish effort of like, oh oh Gary's not dead I just uh somebody saw him he tried to beat me again and it's like (laughs) nobody's gonna believe that wow that is so sad and also you didn't need it Sandy you already committed the perfect murder nobody found the body there's no like wow I can't yeah. believe that they didn't put that in the episode. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't include that. Uh, because that's such a marker of guilt. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. As you were saying about, like, they destroyed the body so you'd never find it. Brandy, right. Brandy says they burned it for three days. Which feels extreme. But 
I guess it got the job done. But Albert, he says, like, he's been a farmer his whole life. If they've got, like, an animal that has passed. I love that I can't even say an animal has died. I had to be like, it has passed. Of course. So this animal that's passed, they put it on this brush pile and they burn it. Fine. That's how it happens on the farm, sure. Uh, I have zero farm experience, just to clarify. Yeah, well. I'm pretty me sure well. I'm oozing it right now. <laughs> and so he made the comment of when you put a body on that pile, the big bones don't tend to burn. So he's convinced that somebody took the bones before Lena was picking out stuff, like picking up the ashes and whatever. So he's convinced that there were large chunks of the bone somewhere that somebody has disposed of somewhere. So Albert is still hmm. convinced that there's going to be proof of Gary somewhere, but, but there's you, just nothing. If you burn a bone, yeah. like cremation, like they will burn eventually, right? Well, that's my thought. Like you, it has to, uh, I guess it has to be like a specific temperature. Like if you get it hot enough, right. it would have to bone, right? It would have to bone? It would have no, to burn. It, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you meant. It made sense. Um, but again, if they were having a three-day fire, wouldn't people have also noticed that and, I don't know, said something? Like, doesn't... I mean, again, I'm not... I have never lived in the country and I have never grown up on a farm, but it just feels like a three-day-long well, fire. a bush pile. Like a brush pile? Yeah. Like, they will take... Here we go. I claimed not to have experience. <laughs> uh, I do... I My grandparents lived on a farm. There is... Again, I don't know all the details, so I was really sure. coming in hot here, acting like an expert. I love it. When it I love it. I got to dial it back now. There is, like, you have all the extra, You when you take the crop out, there's all, like, the extra part that you don't actually sell with the crop. They have to take all of that out and put that somewhere, and usually they will start fires. And so random fires are burning at any time, who knows when. But do so, they last that long? I don't know. But also, I think they lived in the middle of nowhere, so I think most Fair. people might not have been in the area. I don't know. That makes sense. I just want to point out the thing that pisses me off the most. The only charge that Sandy has ever faced in connection with Gary's disappearance was for illegally selling his, his cows right after he disappeared. His cows were mortgaged, apparently, which I didn't know you could do with animals. Now huh. you're there. Uh, but she was uh, charged with illegally trying to sell them when they weren't hers to sell. But of course, those charges were dropped. So that's the only charge she's ever been put to to her in this Criminal. case. Right. And she's, uh, she, even those, they were like, meh, it's fine. That's so bizarre. It's It's insanity. All right, listen, we got to wrap this up. Any final thoughts, final theories, anything left that you want to say? I mean, I think I'm pretty, I just, I can't let go. I'm a dog with a bone. I just yep. truly believe it was her. I just, I'm enraged that she got away with this, not once, but twice. The fact that one of them was her own child is yeah. gross to me. She took the grandson, tried to raise him as her own, which is normally kind of like a sweet story, but in this case, it's sure. psychotic. It said that she changed his birth certificate to change his last name. They said that she changed the birth certificate to label herself as the mother, 
but I don't think that's legal. Like, I don't think you can do that because I don't think so. that feels if you can change something like that on a birth certificate, then what? I don't you think know? that you can't. I don't. That would be something interesting to look into. But I don't think that you can. Certainly, if this person is just, quote, missing, I don't think that you can automatically be like, she forfeited. Like, that well, doesn't make any sense. They, uh, she went to court and was like, oh, I want custody of this child. And Lena didn't show up. And the court went, ah, oh, well, she didn't show up. So I guess. So Lena <sighs> or Sandy went running and was like, Lena, Lena's not good for this child. She does drugs. She's terrible, whatever. At one point, she told people that she was a prostitute. And so it's just like she told whatever lies she could. And the court was was like, well, Lena's going to come defend herself. Lena didn't show up. So they gave legal custody to Sandy. Wow. And I mean, it's gross, but I'm also slightly like really impressed. You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't get how she uh, how she did it, but the fact that she has still to this day never said that, Le like she's never told police that Lena is missing. It took I know. Lena's biological father to s tell the police, "Hey, we need a missing person report," and that was two and a half years later. Years. Yeah, it wasn't till two thousand eight when there was an actual police report and it wasn't until 2012 when the police actually investigated it so it's like she chose she it was a crime the right time it was it was it was the perfect storm she knew what well, she listen. wanted the cops were like eh, we'll get to it when we get to it and then well i just, hope that something yeah. comes out i hope that there's some you know that this next flip next flicks that's three glasses of wine for you. I hope that this Netflix attention is going to hopefully have some people come forward. I hope that, of course, Lena's killer is brought to justice. Of course, we're fairly certain that it was Sandy. But if this fiance yeah. had something to do with it, I want him brought to justice, too. Absolutely. My final, uh, my final theory is actually my final diagnosis, which is borderline personality disorder with a mix of a narcissistic oh. personality disorder because she has all the borderline traits with the, like, mm -hmm. you know, victim mentality, threatening suicide, those kinds of things. But the narcissistic personality disorder is somebody that thinks that they can get away with anything. They think that they are above the law. And here's the deal. She has been. And so I think that that probably only amplifies her mental disorders and her thinking that she can do things and get away with them because she has been. Again, you're right. Perfect storm. Listen, Christy Oxborough, researcher extraordinaire. Thank you for your work on this case. This has been fabulous. Uh, I didn't, I felt like I wasn't going to have to do a lot because we know who the killer is. We know where the killer is now, which sounds right. crazy to say out loud. But like there, there's a legit address for her. They know where sure. she is. It's just yeah. the evidence. So I'm like, oh, there's not going to be much to see. Well, again. Guess again. I was waist deep. In, <laughs> <laughs> and know? I love you for it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We love all of you. If you're enjoying this, and I think you probably are, you're going to want to <laughs> tune in next week because next week we are discussing mystery on the rooftop. Uh-oh. Did he jump? Was he pushed? What happened? Do you want to say goodnight to the people? Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you real soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of True Crime and Cocktails Unsolved Mysteries Edition. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a theory about this or any of the other Unsolved Mysteries cases, email us, theories at truecrimeandcocktails.com. We're going to read our favorite fan theories in an upcoming episode, so if you want a chance at getting one of yours included, make sure to send it to us. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at True Crime and Cocktails and on Twitter at Not Detectives. And listen, I know this is going to sound like a cliche, but if you like the show, give us a nice rating, leave a nice comment. I know it may not feel like it makes that big a difference, but it actually really does. And we could not appreciate your support more. Thank you so very much for going on this journey with us. We hope you're excited about next week's True Crime Slumber Party when we discuss Mystery on the Rooftop. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.